Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, for V-Cut T-Shirt Tuesday. Monday? It is. It's Monday, isn't it? Oh, we're just V-Cut Day. V-Cut Day. Anyway, happy Monday. How was your weekend, Andy? Pretty damn good. Plus, I went to the horse track, and you know what? I almost broke even. I don't track my horse That's plays a win. all that well. Yeah. And I, I had won a little on TVG on a Saratoga race on the drive up. So, that, that you know, or you maybe the day races before. while you're driving. Yeah. Or, or the day before. I don't know. So we'll call horse racing like it. Call it a wash. We'll call it about even something about those lines. But very good golf weekend. Daily, daily matchups were okay. Top 20s were an 0 for 5. Just just actually a really bad prop card for me. The only thing I think I got was Lowry, and then somebody gave me top amateur, which I ended up betting uh, didn't even post that because it wasn't my pick. But top amateur to the German guy, a couple German guys up the board. It was a tough Sunday for you. I I was thinking about some of those big guys. So, like, I bet Brooks blowing up through the rankings was bad. Rom doing the same thing. There was a couple guys that I saw kind of sprint up that I imagine kind of squeezed some of your guys out. So I did feel bad about you for that. But it was hard to feel bad for you on Sunday because you had the top three, the top four, yeah, top three, <laughs> top four. Yeah, I had Corey Connors live at eighty to one as well. So like, Corey Connors making a run didn't hurt. It was yeah, John Rahm. If he didn't lip out like six putts, would have made me a little nervous. But yeah, Morikawa, I got some thirty three. I got some thirty five. I should bet that at a few places. That felt really good to get that one home. R.I.P. Usti, whatever. I'm sorry. Like, <clears throat> it would have been nice. Speeth at 60 to one would have been nice, but that was a, again, the smaller bet that I didn't even have it really on the card. So it was bet a couple months ago, but it was really nice to win that. And then later on that day, driving home from the horse track, I am reading some Twitter chats and they're laughing because I had Seamus power. It was a bonus pick on here. Didn't even get a graphic. I had to go find it last night by watching our shows at two times speed. So I'm like, <laughs> I know I fucking said this. Seamus Power, it. he was a couple shots back. And then uh, JT Poston ended up getting, you know, like a three-shot lead with not much to go. And said, sure, all right. Does well, not even we'll, begin we'll, to describe. Yeah, well, I said, we'll let that go. And then somebody says, like, hey, this might go to a playoff. I said, nah. And I looked. And, yeah, he had a double and a, a double and another bogey within two holes there. Ended up, he ended up with a birdie putt for the win. Did not make it. Five playoff holes later, second outright of the weekend. 22, 23 to one on him. Felt real good to really take some some bookmakers. Outright bookmaker. Behind the woodshed. Yeah, it was awful fun. It was fun to have the, uh, it was fun to have like the top of the leaderboard for like the entirety of the open, really, though. Like those three were right up there the whole time. That that was kind of wire to wire. That was yeah. awful nice to not stretch that. Uh, full full tournament matchups went six and two. Those were not good. mentioned on here at all. You have to check those out. Those are ones I'll only put in the blog as I'm betting those kind of throughout the week, and they all get congregated into the blog. But man, some of the matchups I had, like the people I bet on for matchups, were Speeth, were Usti, were you know people near the top of the leaderboard that were never in doubt. Ended up getting a little lucky with uh, Harris English. He was a real shitbird on uh, <laughs> on uh, Thursday. Ended up his opponent withdrew. That's another nice win. So six and two on that. And yeah, we'll get back into it this weekend as I will be attending Boots on the Ground. 3M Open. I'll we be there Sunday. Me and Paulina hanging out, watching DJ and Seamus Power in the final group. 
we'll get to end my, I suppose my wife will be there too, but you did, by the way, have about as smooth of a golf a week as anybody could ever have. Your guys were first, second, and third in some order, what, every single day? I mean, I guess Morikawa didn't pop till day two or three, but. Yeah, Morikawa was lurking on day one, but yeah, two, three, four, it was just like they were always there. They always had a couple shot lead. Rom never oh, made the, the hot run I was worried about. I was like, Dylan Fertelli was a guy that was kind of making a run that I was a little worried about, but. No, very smooth, smooth sailing weekend. Horses went okay. It's always fun going up to Canterbury as well, though. So had a had a lot of fun up in Canterbury. And this weekend, back to the Twin Cities for the 3M Open. It's light sports day today. So that's why I'm just gabbing so much and rehashing the weekend. You want to rehash the NBA Game 5 a little as we get to Game 6? Game five was amazing. And someone that continued to bet live unders as the game went on. For those of you who don't know, uh, the Suns and Bucks managed to shoot over 55% from the field for the entire game. They managed to shoot, I believe, 50, over 50% from three. I'm going to pull that up, but I believe at some point late in the fourth quarter, each team was over 55% from the field and over 50% from three-point land. Andy, I'm not sure if I've ever seen something like that. So we've got the Bucks now, and we're feeling pretty good, right? We've got we're holding Bucks to win the series at plus 375 because Phoenix won game one. And we even have a chance, Andy, to win our Bucks minus one and a half games if they can somehow get it done um, tomorrow night. No game tonight, but you go back and look a lot of these series game to game. You try to look for, all right, this team's coming home. This team's going on the road. There should be a little regression. You know, normally we'd be coming off a bad Milwaukee shooting game in Phoenix expecting that you know, to get better. But now we have, again, and I, I just looking at it here, the Buckshot, 57% from the field, 50% from three. Yes, that's going to regress down, but do we get a lesser regression? Because again, they're coming home. There should be some more comfortable confines. You have to consider, you know, the nervousness, but I, I just don't get that feel with this Bucks team. They, they seem to have been pretty resilient. Not uh, Giannis, you know, kind of as a leader, we, you've heard him talk about a lot in press conferences. It's been really impressive. So a lot of kind of qualitative factors, you know, that are a little hard to quantify, Andy, yeah. to take into consideration. But you take a look here, you know, we've got the series price. The Suns are plus 330. I've been thinking about that all weekend. I mean, the Suns were a great team on the road. You know, again, there's there's supposed to be some regression. You know, they leave home. They should shoot worse here. But is there going to be some pressure on the Bucks? Can Chris Paul and Booker here kind of get hot? Because it's been interesting from a Phoenix perspective. They've gone away from playing a more team-style basketball to trying to get the ball to Booker almost as much as they can. I mean, Milwaukee was really in danger those first two games as Phoenix was moving the ball around, getting those defensive pieces moving, catching people, you know, kind of out of their balance here. So I wonder if Monty Williams can get back to that. And if he can, I think Milwaukee's really live here. I don't know if I love this number at plus 330, but I have been circling some Suns bets all weekend. And that, that's what I was wondering too. So you have Bucks minus one and a half, which is, I mean, it's essentially a Bucks to win game six. So you have Bucks to win game six at, what was that price? I think it was like in the range of plus 250-ish. Let me see if I can So you got plus price. 250. The Bucks are minus 200 roughly to win game six. I, I'm not saying like full hedge, but. I'm I'm not opposed to taking some Suns plus five or betting the Suns live if they get down. If you can get a like a Sun, if the Suns are down early and you get like a Suns plus eight plus ten, man, that would be a very sweet middle. 
Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am. And again, I've been waiting to see if, if there's been any kind of movement. There really hasn't. The line has kind of settled there. And I don't know, you know, again, do I come in? Do I just kind of do, if you will, the flat hedge on a son's money line? Or do I try to kind of scoop the middle there at plus five? I want to go back and look at some of the end games of these series because they have tightened up at the end of games. And I think that five is, is going to be a live number. And, you know, again, just to be clear, folks, we're not hedging just so we can lock it as some profit. I do think there is a little bit of value in some of these Suns numbers, the plus five, um, and then the money line here. I don't actually have that up in front of me, but um, I think the Suns, again, are very live in this game and maybe not getting enough credit after, you know, we saw the Bucks really do something that, you know, they do maybe a couple times a year. Yeah. Well, in the, the, without you know some quick back of the envelope math it's just it's like a giant parlay like a very low risk bet if you go you know the plus five and you have a plus 250 that's a massive massive middle that you can hit so um yeah we'll look at that we'll we'll, we'll touch on it tomorrow we'll see what yeah. you decide to do I'll, get, I'll let you sleep on it um 3m open starts wednesday in blaine beautiful blaine in the northern suburbs of minneapolis and st paul like i said not only will I be attending, but I got the tickets where you get a free Yeti. So I'm going to be Yeti rich. Double and Yeti. Double Yeti week kind of for me. Yeah. I'm, double Yeti hat's going to be awesome. Uh, nothing up for me yet. I can only find odds at Unibet. I'm really, no, it wasn't even Unibet. I think it's William Hill in 365. Canby has nothing. Winbet has nothing. SB Tech has nothing. I have just a few lines up. So these, I haven't even made these bets, but these are prices I found just on odds checker that I will be making if they're anywhere in this range. It's a weird field this this week. It's, you know, there are some good players. And actually, while we were talking, Seamus Power did pull out. So he'll, and Peter Uline, a couple more withdrawals. I wouldn't be surprised to see some more, especially guys that are over in England, because this is going from, you know, Sandwich to Minneapolis isn't a great flight. Uh, they have to come back eventually. There's more tournaments over here. So Seamus is out. I will adjust my rankings accordingly, but uh, Kokrak was supposed to be here. He's actually out too. Usti, uh, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, uh, a couple other decent names, Bubba Watson, Sergio, uh, the, Gary Woodland. There's some big names that are scheduled to play here. I'm not interested in any of these guys. A lot of them could just tear this track apart. This is an easy TPC course. Ben Grass, I mean, think Rocket Mortgage, but easier. This course can get blown up. But a couple of longer ones, I ended up on Emiliano Grillo. I'm going to make it soft L's, even though he doesn't still. Grillo, Grillo, that doesn't feel right. Just doesn't feel right. Hammer and Hank Lebiota, 50 to 1. I have him near the top of my rankings every week. Jonathan with the H in the wrong spot, Vegas at 66 to 1, and Shez Revy. Other places, a smaller number, but there was 100 to 1 out there. I would still play this. I would play this at 66. I'd play this at 80. We'll see what it opens up on uh, on my side. But, yeah, hopefully any or of all of these guys are still there on Sunday so I can follow them around on the golf course and give them the commensurate encouragement that they deserve. It would be nice to get another one, but this is a this is a tough week. It would be it'd be nice to get some uh, Leviota. I feel like I'm going to do better at top twenties this week. Are you bringing any of the kids? You're going to be able to employ oh, them God, to no. get a to no. get a signature from someone in any way? All right, no, just, no, just one just thing. Me to the, just me and the wife walking around. Kids don't. That's get any. 
<laughs> oh, is that what it is? You're bringing the misses to double down the free Yeti. That's yeah, two, two Yetis in the cupboard. That's uh, <laughs> that's kind of how we live uh, in the Molitor household. But yeah, more golf this week. Obviously approaching the green tomorrow. I'll have some top 20s and some props. And then some day one bets on Wednesday and my blog out as well. You can look for more golf if you like to bet golf. Tennis? I don't even know what the fuck this word is. You know I don't know if anybody speaks Polish here in the uh, chats or the comments. I have not had a chance to get together with any of my conciliaries here when I cut my language conciliaries, if you will. It's in Poland. It is the Polish Open. Gdynia? Gdynia? I don't Dinia. know. I've, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. Right, is it just Dina? I don't know. Anyway. Man, I just learned how to say Sertagenbosch. <laughs> So either way, this is, it starts with a G, G-D-Y-N-I-A, if you're listening in a podcast, it is a WT event, Jadinia. Jadinia. Thank you, Dan. I guess Dan knows Polish or knows someone that knows Polish. Anyway, it's kind of like a good primer, honestly, for to kind of what this week's going to be. These tournaments are a mess. The Olympics starts um, in the next week, so almost all the best players are there. A lot of women this week decided to take this week off. This particular tournament had, I think, five seeds withdraw yesterday, um, so the draw yeah. completely got turned around. It's just a mess. It's kind of a funky week, but we've got some players. It's going to be a nice week for young players getting their first chance to kind of break through women that are usually on the ITF, breaking through tour veterans, getting a chance to kind of win here. Two money lines that I like to start. Both of these are tomorrow. Again, they're in Poland, so it should be early time um, Eastern here. We'll start with um, Nuria Parisas Diaz. She's playing Magdalena Freck. Um, now, the reason I think we're getting a cheap price here is because Diaz is coming off hard court. She won a clay tournament in Bastad, decided to go to Prague, play the hardcore event, and now is coming to Poland here to play clay. So that surface change can be a little funky for some people. She is playing against Magdalena Freck, who has stayed on clay, but honestly has stayed on clay just to get her butt kicked. She's just been really rough these last couple of weeks. So not too worried about the surface change, which you know, I think, again, the market's overreacting a little bit here. And honestly, um, Diaz, if they continue to price her like this, is someone we're going to be backing just about all week so minus 125 here i have this line kind of closer to minus 145 so minus 130 minus 135 is okay probably draw the line right about there again a young player that i think is going to be very good on clay and i'll probably be backing in some of these clay events the rest of the way then we have olga Vortsova. she is one of those tour veterans that i mentioned i don't know if she has a chance to rip through this tournament per se but she's playing tamara corpatch um, another veteran who had had some success on clay, but we're years past that. It's been a while. She really hasn't played in much tennis, whereas Govortsova is finally finding her form on this surface. So we're kind of a situation, Andy, where you have a player that was good on clay, hasn't been, versus a player that wasn't good on clay and sort of has been. And I'm happy to back the player that's in better form here. So Govortsova, minus 140. I have this at minus 160. So we'll draw the line right around minus 150 probably. Feel free to parlay these two together if you want. Um, I'll be using them in DFS and things like that, but two money lines here in Gdynia. Gdynia. And then we are in Palermo. I'm pretty sure you this know how to super, say this yeah, Super, yeah, super. Oh yeah, you get to steal the easy one. Palermo, easy. <laughs> here we're gonna be backing a young player, Christina Buxa. Um, she is playing a tour veteran, Shui Zhang, who frankly is bad on clay. Um, this will be her first match since injuring herself at the end of grass season. So again, we've got a surface change player coming off of injury who has a high ranking, but you go back and look at her clay tournaments she generally does very poorly on the surface. 
versus young player in Buxka, who has been playing on clay. She'd be very comfortable here. I have her a favorite as much as minus 125. And honestly, if I tweak some stuff for the last couple of months, I can get this out to as high as minus 150 without feeling too crazy. Again, my number is minus 125 if I was going to hang it. So minus 105, minus 110, even minus 115 is okay there. I don't know about Palermo. I'm sure it's lovely. I really don't know about this place in Poland. I'm not so hopeful for it, but it is absolutely great week to be on the ATP for travel as they are going to either Cabos, Umag, Croatia, which is gorgeous. That might be the best of the three and Stad, which is just maybe not this time of year, but it's still Stad. So good time People to be a pro Stad. tennis player. Yeah. Stad or Gestad? I don't know. Either I don't way. know anything about the Polish town, but it's in Poland, so I assume it's bleak and cold based on stereotypes that I've been raised with. And Palermo, I assume, is outside, beautiful. Everyone's drinking wine and eating pasta. Yeah, there's some like, olive, oh. olive trees, lemon trees, <laughs> the smell of rosemary in the air. Again, not much going on, especially if we don't have a baseball guest. I don't know what I'm doing. Although uh, our guy, uh, Maiden Focus, constant um, chatter guy, he's a what do you call it yeah the chat he's in the chat quite a bit. yeah he yeah horse guy he did mention the casey mize thing again today casey mize might not be going he might be unlimited innings again if you have some off-market k props on that take a look at that so that's my only baseball look for today i'll just be betting tennis and darts and uh obviously getting into golf but tonight football rolls on we'll have win total wednesday on wednesday because that's what makes sense but this week, we will be tackling the NFC South tonight with the Falcons and Panthers, as they are the projected two worst teams in the division, according to odds, even though I have some thoughts on that. And Saints, Bucks, as we get into Wednesday. So Saints and Bucks this week. Still, I don't even know who's going to be next week, but these two. So 8 Eastern for both of those. If you want to get in the live chat, ask any questions about your favorite teams. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure out – I'll get with Drew tonight. We'll figure out who we're doing next week. Going to run out of vision, divisions eventually. It'll just be process That's of That's kind of the idea. I'm excited for these. This division in particular, I think, is really wide open. I think the team at the top is obviously very high up there, but the other three I think you could kind of convince me would finish in any order, and uh, yeah. I might believe you. Yeah, there's some fun props as far as that goes too. So check that out tonight. And, yeah, get in the YouTube chat if you want to ask any questions or – really provide feedback i like the guy that was just arguing with us about the the redskins or football team rather that uh <laughs> he, like he was hopeful i think he i think he's a hopeful fan too and he was just hoping and the, again we were hopeful for them until we saw the schedule and Otherwise, it's the nfc east again anything could happen every single year it's just an absolute just death crawl to the end of the season so anything's it possible might, it might be another death crawl so Speaking of Yetis, as I brought it up numerous times, as I will have a gorgeous 3M one, you can get a gorgeous Betspurts Yeti laser etched, custom made, white on silver for signing up for a new account. If you go to at Betspurts on Twitter, all the information is there. There's a nice little link that will take you to a nice little website that has a bunch of different buttons. You get to just pick your state, pick which state you're in, and the rest kind of handles itself. You get an up to a $500 risk-free bet, and all you have to do is follow the directions over there on at BetSperts on Twitter, and you'll get yourself a free Yeti to go along with that risk-free bet. So go do that. Go bet some tennis. Go bet some golf. 
Got some darts. I don't care. Get weird with it. How about Monday? Maybe spend some time with your family. You know, you haven't seen him in a while. You were busy watching golf all weekend. I don't know. I spent spent all day with the kids (laughs) at the track. I'm happy to spend tonight doing deep dive. What a dad. They can, oh, it was llama and unicorn races. They legitimately had llama races on the track. It was a shit show. And then they got these kids to ride these tiny little ponies. It was, it was something. So, well, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow.